I think I'm actually live and I'm not driving tonight and I'm not sitting in the back with, uh, with no internet signal. What is happening? Hey, yo. Thanks for coming on. Let me clear the chat here in a minute where I could just share. What's up, buddy? How's Texas? So I'm not going to stay on long tonight. My last post, I didn't mean to, but it was like almost 40 minutes, right? Which is a long time. Uh, yeah, long time no see. Which is a long time to, to, to be on chatting, right? <clears throat> and there's a lot of hysteria, right? And w- what's amazing to me is, you know, when you just look and you scroll and kind of take stuff in, it's like how many all of a sudden experts there are. So I don't want to come across like an all of a sudden expert because it drives me bananas, first of all. You know, but uh, I do want to talk about courage, courage, courage is courage. So if you don't feel fear, you don't get to call it courage. It's only courage once you feel fear. Once you have that feeling and you have that thought, you have the unsettling thing come over your nature and you become afraid When you push past and persevere, that's when you get to call it courage. You're just having an ordinary day otherwise. It's just an ordinary day. It's just driving, going to the laundry, going to Starbucks, you know, doing whatever you're doing. Netflix and chilling right now is quarantine and chill. Uh, I've kind of been looking at some numbers. I'm not going to get into any numbers today. It's way too early for that. Okay. It's way too early for tinfoil hats and stupidity. But I have been looking at some numbers. And I will share this briefly, and I'm going to jump right back on courage and fear. There are no protests in Italy right now or in the capital city uh, in Wuhan. There's no protests going on in Iran. Nobody's protesting right now. Everything's kind of calmed down. And digging into these numbers is somewhat alarming, right? And a lot of data has to come back in, right? A lot of data has to come back in before anybody can start. But time is on our side. See, time tells. Time proves all things. Time is the ultimate. But, But let's deal with this idea, right? This idea of fear. Is it fair that we call it fear or is it really just uncertainty? Have we become uncertain about what our future holds? And now that we're uncertain, we're not exactly sure what to do or how to do it or what's going to happen. Not being sure about your future is not the same thing as being afraid of it. 
It's, they're not the same things. It's, it's not the same to feel uncertainty because you don't know what to do because you don't know how to turn the TV off. You understand? It's one thing to feel uncertain. It's another thing to be paralyzed by fear. You see, when, when our limbic system kicks in, and I'm not going to get it too scientific. I think I bored some of you kind folks uh, Saturday. But w- when it kicks in, we go through one of three Fs, freeze, fight, or flight, right? Call it the F3 concept. The concept is, is that something's going to happen and your limbic system is going to fire, right? And you're going to, you, I'm talking this happens so fast, you're going to make a decision if you need to stand still, you need to run from, or you need to push through. That's how it happens. It happens like this, right? Back here, reptilian brain, all this stuff. We can nerd each other to death for hours, right? What happens when you become paralyzed by fear? See, one of the games I heard played is called analysis paralysis, right? Where you continue to think about the same thing so much over and over again to where you make it so big in your head that you no longer can make an effective decision because you have become paralyzed by fear. Okay. Now, we know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, right? And he talks about love, power, and a sound mind. So what is it that we're dealing with? We're dealing with some serious stuff like not being able to know when to turn off the television. Like that's probably the number one thing we're dealing with right now. You see, because the news is not here to inform you. It's here to shock you. You walk in. Remember the newspapers? Remember we used to get, I'm, I'm the mid-gen whenever we still remember newspapers being a big deal, right? The generation coming up, my son, he's like, what's a newspaper, right? Phone books, newspapers, why do I need that? I've got Google, right? We didn't have Google. When you're walking down the street, right? And you, how you like my little man walking, right? When you're walking down the street and you glance and you see a newspaper and if it was like sunshiny day, life is great, People, people used to buy those newspapers? No. Serial killer found. Storm coming. Disease outbreak. People want to get that. They want to see how's it going to affect who? Their friend, their neighbor? Me. How's it going to affect me? It's called egocentricity, right? We become so egocentristic. We become so consumed by our thoughts and consumed by how we think we need life to go and what life needs to happen to work out for me that we lose our ability to connect with our neighbor. We lose our ability to have what they call empathy. We lose our ability to have compassion, right? United we stand. You got to remember this. Hear me clearly. United we stand, okay? So what does it have to do with courage? I have no idea, right? I'm live. I'm trying to figure it out myself. When you see a news ad or you read a newspaper clip or a newspaper article, it's all about negativity because negativity is a thing to keep us prime because if life's not going to work out, we're just going to keep going through the motions, right? And I could spare you this big old whole exegesis on this idea, but you have to understand negativity is what attracts us because we want to see what's going on wrong with them so I could feel better about me. That's not how it's supposed to be. Courage is the thing that you get to have after you feel fear, after you feel overwhelmed, after you get stressed out, after anxiety happens to you. And when you make a decision, right, to have courage, to express your faith, to put your faith into action, to put your faith that's in your heart, to put, your, to put it on display. You have courage with that. 
that's the only way to do this thing. Some of these things come because of the patterns that we run inside of our head. This, this sickness, disease, and flu, the Wuhan flu, the coronavirus, COV-19, like now, if you say the disease the incorrect way, now you're expressing certain ideas. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it, this is the fifth thing they called it in, what, two weeks now, right? And just like that, just like that. Just like that, in your free country, you've lost the ability to gather. You've lost the ability to eat at restaurants. You've lost the ability to go to the grocery store when you feel like, hell, you can't even find toilet paper. You understand this, right? Like that. That quick. Guess what happened? Stroke of a pen. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Have you turned Netflix off? Are you really understanding what's going on around you? Do you really see this thing, how it's, it's picking up energy? And so now all of a sudden we come out of wherever we were in our head and we got complete shock value and we don't know what's going to happen. So we run down to the store and buy everything we can buy. Why? Because we're consumers and we want to consume things and we want to make sure me and mine are OK. I don't care about you and yours. You see, we lost our ability to connect with our neighbor. We don't even know who our neighbors are. We don't even speak to them. We live in a house that we don't even live in. We work at a job we don't like. We have conversations on the way to work or in the, in the shower or brushing our teeth about things that we're never going to express in real life. And we get caught in these cycles of thinking. So one drop inside your bucket, all of a sudden your bucket's spilling over. What do you do? What do you do? You have to break that pattern and you have to insert a new pattern. You have to put a new pattern on display and you run it here. Fear hath torment, but perfect love cast out fear, right? And we know God has perfect love to us. But if we start to express love to our neighbors, now we don't have to be worried about them anymore. Now we actually know what's going on in our life. You know, go get your two, your two squares of toilet paper from them if you need to. You know what I'm saying? Anxiety and stress and fear and anger and greed, they're all first cousins. They're all first cousins. What happens? We get so emotionally charged that we no longer can think logically. Emotion gets in the way of rational thought. It always has. It always will. Emotion gets in the way of rational thought. So how can we take and process the data in a way that it doesn't cause us to be a tornado to people all around us. How can you do that? How can you have a sensibility here and be solid here? You have to find something to be certain about. Look, we live in crazy times, crazy days. Can't even go to church these days, right? And I respect my people. My people are great. I love my people. My dude got on the internet today at 10 o'clock on Facebook. I was so proud of him. He did it yesterday. He's going to do it tomorrow. Check out House of Prayer live stream. Listen, the government is doing everything it can right now to make sure that we're all okay. For all we know, right? For all we know. And that's what we have to believe, okay? Things manifest themselves. You don't have to go out and, and be Dick Tracy, Inspector Gadget, Jacques Cousteau, Columbo, all these different detectives. That's not what life's about. Love the people who you are closely connected with. And drink lemon water. Right. I mean, you want to get your immune system up. It's like, OK, so if 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 stress is directly connected to immunity and immunity is directly connected to how we fight disease and there's disease that they're saying is trying to kill you right now. Don't you think we ought not be stressed out? 
Don't you think we ought not have this thing going inside of us like we're a little tilt a world? Uh, we're just churning, churning. We don't know what to do. We, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's not. That's not. Process the data, but process the data appropriately. How you process, how you process this energy is going to determine how, what your outcome ends up being. That, that, that's what you have to realize is how does the data come in and how do I process it out? What kind of lasting effect is it going to have on my body? You have to start asking yourself this question because they, I'm sure the vaccines already in, in the works, right? They're ready to start selling that to us, right? And some companies going to thank God for them, right? They're going to be able to get a vaccine. You guys start injecting yourselves with it. It's going to be great. And then it's going to be like H1N1. It's going to be like swine. It's going to be like SARS. I'm not even getting into those numbers yet. It's way too early for that. So you know a vaccine's coming. I mean, what about your neighbor? What about the person you live next to? What about the people that are down your street? What about the little old lady that's afraid and she's alone? What about those people? I don't know. They're your people. They're your people. You understand. We all have to be accountable. Now, listen, a friend of mine told me years ago, responsibility will cause you to do the things you would not normally do. Responsibility does that, right? Somebody likes to do laundry and cook for kids and do all these other things that we do. But why do we do them? Because we're responsible for them. Make yourself responsible to make sure that your neighbors got their two, their two squares of toilet paper. Let's show love in these times. I'm telling you, listen, it's so important how you express your courage. If you choose to put a tinfoil hat on and shake under the covers, that's on you. You know, and whenever this thing's over with and we're able to go back to our lives or what we think is our lives. Right. And we go back. You'll have this memory of how you dealt with this crisis and you will use this for further data. Have to have an event. You have to have an emotion and you have to assign a value to it. That's how you create a memory. You have a, how many. How OK. You got however old. How many birthdays you remember. If we sat down and we had a conversation and asked you how many birthdays you remember, you're going to remember two, maybe five tops. If you're like some kind of rain man psychopath that maybe make up some stuff to get to eight or nine. OK, and that's if you're 30 or 40 or 50. OK, why is that? Because we remember the things that make the most lasting impression on us. Right. So something happens to us. And so it makes us feel an emotion or in our mind, it makes us feel an emotion. But what really gives it us that emotion is the value we assign to it. So something happens and we assign a value to it and we say, this means this. They did this to me or they did this to hurt me or they did that. And then we assign that value to it. Then we go find a corresponding emotion over here and we put it together and we say, this means that. And we store it away. That's what happens. And when that brainwave function until we're seven years old, and after that, it starts to change. And I'll spare you the, the, the lesson tonight. But nobody does anything to you. Nobody can make you feel a certain way. Nobody can make you afraid. Nobody can make you happy. We choose how we feel. The problem or the area of opportunity, rather, I'll submit to you, is we're not conscious of how we're processing the data. How we process the data matters more than the data itself. You have to hear me clearly. How we process the data matters, right? There's a whole group of people that thinks the government's out to get them. 
Right. And there's a whole group of people that think this is like HIV. And there's a whole group of people that think they're not going to get sick no matter what they do. And there's a whole group of people that think that it's stupid that they don't get to go to work. And there's a whole group of people that wish they wouldn't be able to go to work. The meaning of life is the meaning you give it. It's all just here. Right. It's something we live out. It's not like this thing where it means this. It means what you make it mean or what you let it mean or what you allow it to mean. Our greatest fear is not that we're that we have no power. Our greatest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure and we create some of our circumstances. How you process pain matters more than anything else in your life. Forget about pleasure. We do more to avoid pain than we'll ever do to get pleasure. Way more to avoid pain. You get the sociology books these stacked over my house. It doesn't matter, right? It's about how you process the pain, how you process the disappointment. You know, it's about how you process how they made you feel. What if they were just having an off day? What if they just had an allergy and they sneezed three feet from you because their nose tickled? Because they like, I'm like 11 from 50, right? So now I'm at the age where my nose hairs, all of a sudden I got one that just falls. Bam! It's like, wow, I got this big old deal. And I, I sneezed two or three times. What happens, right? It doesn't mean that you, you got sick. You have power that's been given to you by God. You can create. The word abracadabra, it means several things in a couple different languages. But when you ball it all down, it means I create as I speak. There's an Aramaic version. There's this version. I speak and I create. See, you're just like your daddy. So as we start to say things and we say them out loud, now they're no longer thoughts that are influencing behaviors and actions. Now they're thoughts that we're speaking out. And because faith comes by hearing, right? And we have two ears in one of these. That means we say it once and we hear it twice. Okay. That's why what we say is so powerful. What you talk about matters. How you say we're not all going to die from the numbers. It looks like between one and three and a half percent of us. Maybe. Right. Depends on where you get your numbers from. We're not all going to die. We're going to be OK. This is the United States of America. In God, we trust and united we stand and we're going to be OK. We got the best health care and doctors and everything else you can imagine. Right. Your mom's going to be okay. Don't sneeze on her. Don't go around her. Respect people's boundaries. The people are asking us to follow some simple rules. Run the basis. Color in the lines. You don't have to be a rebel. You don't have to be a rebel. You don't have to rage against the machine. Just do what the people are asking you to do. Wash your hands. Why? What's the harm of washing your hands, right? Don't touch your face. We don't like bugging those people anyway. Don't put your hands in your mouth. That's disgusting anyhow. If you need to clean your eyes, have some courtesy on everybody and go in the bathroom. It's gross anyway. Nobody wants to watch you wipe your eyes and blow your nose at the table. Have some manners. We don't have to challenge things. They don't need to be challenged. Run the bases. Color in the lines. Trust me, you have enough people in your life that if this thing gets serious, you will know. It won't be you and your uncle getting all caffeinated on coffee and sugar, talking about how you're going to do this and how you're going to do that. Forget about it. It's too late to dig the 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 the, uh, the, the bunker. It's, it's it's if this is the time, it's too late to to dig the bunker, right? Stop buying toilet paper. Other people need toilet paper too. It's not that I seen a picture of one of my friends from the United Kingdom. Holy cannoli, you should have seen that there was no bread anywhere. And then my, my wife went to Walmart and went to ride and there's no bread. Like, who does this? Like the evangeline dudes coming back tomorrow. 
You might get all five loaves tonight. Okay. But what you going to do with moldy bread in four days? Did you think this thing through? Emotion gets in the way of rational thought. Emotion gets in the way of rational thought. Do you realize that the sitcom, the ideas of the worst case scenario game you've been playing with yourself, however long you've been processing conscious thought, doesn't really come true? They don't hate you. They weren't laughing because they were talking about you. The whole world's not out to get you. People actually, it's not that kind of party. It's not that kind of game. I mean, if your filter's broken, say my filter's broken, right? And let's have a much different conversation. But people are not bad. They're not out to get you. They don't want the last loaf of bread to make your family starve. The truth of the matter is you're fat. You could go a few days without eating. You remember them four bowls of gumbo you had? You'll be okay. Once you get past the feeling here, that's just sugar addiction. That feeling where you go throw up right here, that's you having a sugar withdrawal. Drink some water and some lemon juice. You're not going to die, boo. You're not going to die. you fat. You'll be okay. You live in South Louisiana. you go going to be okay. You can go for a minute. You can go for a quick minute without chewing no food. You understand? And then you don't need as much toilet paper. Wow, look, we solved two problems at the same time. It's all about how you process data and what value you give life. What do, what do I want to believe about this? So remember this game. First we think, then we feel, and then we act based on those feelings and thoughts. Okay, so you have ascending patterns of thought. Philippians 4 and 8, go search that out, right? You have descending patterns of thought, okay? I'll spare you the display on that. So I think a good thought that gives me a good feeling when I visualize it, and I get that good feeling when I visualize it, and then I go act it out. Ascending pattern of thought, we're headed somewhere. I have a bad thought. I have a, a, a negative thought. And that negative thought produces a negative feeling. And then that negative feeling, man, it makes me feel bad inside. And that negative feeling all of a sudden, now I'm acting out that negative feeling. And then you know what I do next because I'm stupid? I talk about my negativity. And so guess what I've done? I've just created a pattern. I've just created a pattern. My think, feel, act game is now corrupted. So what do I need to do? How do we fix it? Now, all we have to do is we have to insert some good thoughts. We start thinking good thoughts. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, right? Right. Those kind of things. And it's uplifting. And so now all of a sudden we don't feel heavy, right? Sometimes you just got to shake yourself, man. I can't explain. I cannot express it enough. My dogs, my dog, I got three, we three dogs, right? So the dog will come up to get loved on sometimes, and I'm just not in the mood to pet a dog. Like, I will kick you across the living room, but I don't want to pet you. We're not, we're not that cool right now. And once I, once I push, like, I'm like, no, we're not doing nothing right now. So they hear me talking about, quiet. They hear me talking, right, about them. When I'm like, when they walk two feet away from me, the dog doesn't go mope and cry and do stuff sometimes, but they do go, they shake it off. They shake it off. They will forget you then. What we have to do is we have to develop a system inside of us to where we shake off the negative feelings. We shake off the bad feelings. 
We don't have to carry them inside of us. We don't have to talk about them. We don't have to feel them. We don't have to do any of that stuff. We can release it and let it go because it's not healthy for us. You understand that you're in control of your destiny, whether you believe it or not, whether or not you want to think you're a victim or you want to think this. And I understand we've all got circumstances, but I could make a promise to you right now. You're not a victim. You are a victor. And the only difference from you being a victor and a victim is the assignment that you give life. That's it. How does this make me feel like I wanted to? What does this make me do? What I wanted to do in the first place. We cannot continue to blame other people for the actions that we put upon ourselves. We cannot blame other people. I can't blame this one. I can't blame that one. I can't say it's because of this. I can't say if that would have happened. Life has a funny way of working out for us. You know, all things work together for the good. It's not going to turn this into a scripture quote session, but all things work together for the good. You have to believe that. Well, you're believing something. I, I, I don't know how long I've been on, but I, I'm ready to, I'm going to jump off here. You are believing something. You are assigning value to something. You are saying this means this, and therefore I feel this. Or I feel this. If they only would have done that, then that would have happened. If this would have happened, then that would have happened. And you could have, could have, would have, should yourself to death. You end up shouldn't all over the place, right? I should have done this. I should have done that. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. And all you end up was a whole bunch of energy that's not doing you any good right now. You have to flip the script on yourself. You have to insert a new pattern. It's just about the pattern you're running. Some of my friends played football growing up, right? And there was this thing. I remember a guy named, uh, I forget his name, first name, but Nixon. He would do this button hook thing, right? And he would run, do like three or four, and he would turn around. And he was like, he, he was just like waiting on the whole world to catch it in his arms. I'd never forget that face he would make when he did it. It's funny. I love the guy, right? If I'd seen him, I'd give him a hug. He was running a button hook pattern. He would take off running and turn around and wait, boom, he's ready for the ball. And some of us run a different pattern. We're running a pattern. We don't even know where we're running. Some of us are getting hit in the head. by We're we running and we're supposed to be turning around and catching what life's throwing at us. And we're not. We're just running like Forrest Gump. I was running and I was running. And then, bam, life hits you right back to skull. And you're like, where'd that come from? That came from your lack of preparedness. That came from your inconsistency and refusal to plan ahead. That's where that came from. That came from you not having any discipline in your private life. People are rewarded in public for what they practice in private, period. That's it. That's the game, right? You want to change the game, you need to change your habits. You want to see what somebody really is. You can, If you can understand somebody's core set of patterns, you can make a good prediction on where they're going to be. You show me somebody's circle and I'll show you where they're going to be in five years, right? It's all about what we do consistently, how we process data in this box that ends up showing to the whole world. You ever talk to somebody, you ever was... I mean, I'm going over, but you ever had a conversation with somebody and they didn't know you were talking to them? You ever like started chatting with somebody and they had no idea you were talking to them, but they were definitely self-absorbed, self-absorbed. What were they doing? What were they chatting with? What was going on inside this thing? What were they doing? They were running that default mode, that sitcom, that sitcom or that situation that they just were completely self-absorbed. 
and they were having a moment. And then you tried to talk to them or you reached out to them or you want to share with them or whatever the nerd word you want to apply for being nice. Right. So you hit them with a nice nerd word and they came to where were they at? What were they doing? Why didn't they hear you? They were standing right there. You see, we have to become consciously aware of the undertakings we do whenever nobody can hear us. You need to be nice to you. You need to say nice things to yourself. You need to be your number one biggest fan. Negative self-talk is the number one way to drive yourself into stress and anxiety. Life don't work out perfect for people. It's not about being perfect. It's about making progress. It's about persevering. Like, how can you call yourself a champion if you've never been knocked down? If you've never been knocked down, how can you be a champion? You're just a one-hit wonder. It's when you get knocked down, when you're on your back, when you're looking up and the ref count three, four, five, and you got to shake off that last blow because you weren't paying attention. You got to shake off that last blow because you didn't put your gym time in. You got to shake off that last blow because your abs weren't tight enough. They took you in from you and you crawl back to your knees and you stand up and guess what you do? You shake it off and you go for another round. That's the game. That's the game. You cannot call yourself a champion until you've been flat on your back. You looked up at the lights and you knew the easiest thing to do was to lay down and be counted out. So what does this have to do with right now? Understand that you're not afraid. You're uncertain. Understand that even though with all this stuff going on, you're just uncertain. Why are you uncertain? Because you're not turning the TV off. Because you're not doing your private time. Because you're not going deep into your intuition. And getting lined out and getting an understanding from above. That's why if you can get centered, and I don't want to get into all this crazy stuff, right? But if you can get centered around a core set of beliefs and just dig deep in those beliefs and be that grizzly bear. You know why I wear this? I keep seeing this shirt. It was actually I had it on and that I'm sitting with this picture of a dove with a boat behind me. It looks kind of weird, right? You know why I wear this? I wear this shirt. Got this shirt in L.A. I wear this shirt because I remind myself that I'm a grizzly bear. And I am capable of doing amazing things as long as I give myself the chance to. But if I count myself out right from the beginning, guess what happens? So does everybody else. Every now and then, you have to push past your own circumstantial layout in your mind that life has given you because it beat you to death when you were a little kid and people weren't nice to you. And you have to say, you know what? That doesn't matter now because I am a champion. I have seen the lights from my back and I have seen the lights from my feet. And no matter what happens, I'm going to stay up. Japanese proverb says, Fall down seven, stand up eight, right? You cannot call it courage until you feel fear. And my friends, it is once you fear, feel fear and it grips your heart and it grips your mind and you don't know what you're going to do and you shake it off and you say, no, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. You shake it off and you say, no, no weapon formed against me will prosper. You shake that off and you say, no, I am more than a conqueror. You have to develop self-talk 
that is so productive for you. It's real easy to give advice and to say to do this and to do that when you don't have to live with the with the outcome or the results of that advice and to say, you know, the consequence of that advice is one how I said it one time I was coaching somebody. I was like, listen, I get that this sounds however, and I know I don't have to live with the consequence of what I'm telling you. Only you can make this decision, but this is the decision you need to make. Somebody needs to look themselves in the mirror right now and tell themselves that. You know what the right move is. You know what the right thing is. You know exactly what you're supposed to do. But you've been procrastinating, but you're calling it fear. You've been procrastinating because you're lazy, but you're acting like you're afraid. No. No. Get it done. Get it done right now. Get it done tonight. Do that outline tonight, right? Do that outline tonight. Do that research tonight. Read that book tonight. Have that tough conversation tonight. Don't put it off. Why put off to tomorrow when you could put off today after tomorrow, right? That's the game, right? Because it's not going to feel any different right now, tomorrow, or on Friday. It's going to feel the same exact way. You're not going to want to do it. So if it's something you don't want to do, but you need to do, why not just get it done and put yourself out of misery? Get it done. Just do it. So not being sure about your future, it's not the same thing about being afraid of it. Okay? It's not the same thing. And we're going to keep tracking these numbers. We're going to come back probably next Wednesday. We're going to come back. We're going to keep tracking these numbers. Okay? And we're going to keep digging into this thing. And we're here with you 100%. We are here. You're going to be great. You just have to process the data a little bit differently. And so many times we're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. No. You have the answer inside you. As long as you center. As long as you center. Okay. I had to flex my mindset. I can't be looking weak and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm a grizzly bear, remember? Ha <laughs> ha. Courage is the thing that you have. Right after you have fear is courage. Put your faith in action. Put your faith in action. Reach out to somebody. Hit them with some hand sanitizer and do what the people are asking you to do. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Okay, is just be respectful of somebody else's space. You might have an immune system. You could eat uh, cans of tobacco and drink Campbell's soup right out the can and all the stupidity, whatever. That's cool. Respect people's boundaries. Respect what the people are asking you to do. Okay? It's way too early for all this, all this rage against the machine stuff. Man, it breaks my heart when I'm, I'm hearing people and some of the, my, my good folks, they think that they like going to what? You're going to buy enough Frosted Flakes where you're going to break the machine? You're going to break the system? Come on, man. Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? Right? Got to walk with the footman. That's the game. Walk with the footman. So I'm not going to wear you out. Wanted to hop on and share Saturday. I said I was going to do it Wednesday. And man, I was dreading it all day. I'm like, what? And then one of my friends got on today and he looked so calm, cool and collective. He like sharing for an hour. He's got a Bible. He's talking. He's like, man, I'm like, is this Gandhi or one? And he's just doing so great. And here I am. Right picture. I got a seagull. I got seagulls behind me right here. You heard me? That's what's up. Courage is a thing you have after you feel fear. If you don't feel fear, you can't call it courage. But just because you feel fear don't mean you can't press through. There's a, I can get into a whole nother segment, but I'm not going to. If God says the same, I'm going to hop back on this thing. It's sometime in the future. I'm not giving you a day right now because 
it freaks me out too much knowing that I have to talk, right? And I had four words written down right here and a whole bunch of math, right? I was going to just like bore you guys to death with math. And I was like, no, you know what? It's not time for that yet. Courage is, courage is the thing you do once you feel fear. Rock and holy roll.